0: got to sit out the first weekend of the AFC playoffs, but they're in the spotlight this week in the divisional round when they host the Houston Texans at Arrowhead on Sunday at 2 p.m. Star to Sam Mellinger and Vahe Gregorian, along with beat writers Herbie Tiopi and Sam McDowell. Join me, Blair Kirkhoff, on Sports SportsBKC, the Stars Daily Sports Podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Monday, January 6th. Kansas City and Houston met in week six of the regular season with the Texans handing the Chiefs one of their three home losses this season. Quarterback Deshaun Watson came up big that afternoon as the Texans prevailed 31-24. The Chiefs were missing several starters that day, like defensive lineman Chris Jones, and we talk about the impact of that regular season game on this meeting. The week of talking Chiefs playoffs begins today on Sportsbeat KC. Let's get started. Gang's all here. Herbie is here, Sam McDowell, Sam Melliger, and in something of an upset, (laughs) Mike Gregorian (laughs) has joined us.
1: Why did I know I was going to pay the price for your kindness?
0: (laughs) You get a little frog in your throat. You doing okay?
1: I do. No, I told Sam McDowell that this is from, you know, what else do you do on an open weekend? You go to a wedding uh, and you end up dancing to Rosalita and screaming with college friends, and this is this is what's happened.
0: <laughs> no, really, what happened? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what happens is Ocean City stays an Ocean City player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rosalita. Um, all right, so it's Monday, <clears throat> and we have just watched the wild card round of uh, the NFL playoffs. I was thoroughly entertained by these games on, on Saturday and Sunday. I thought there were some terrific games. The last one seemed to be the least interesting, That. Eagles, Seahawks-Eagles game. But uh, the ones that affected the Chiefs were played on Saturday. Uh, And I wish they had gone in reverse order. I wish the Patriots had played first. That way we'd know to really pay attention to the second one, the outcome. But as it turns out, Bills-Texans was an interesting game. And because the Titans won the second game, the Chiefs were going to play the winner of Bills-Texans. Turned out to be the Texans. That's who's coming to town on Sunday for a 2 p.m. kick in the divisional round. And it's a game that was played in the regular season. Texans and Chiefs played in week six, and uh, Texans won that game. It was the second of two straight losses for the Chiefs. Uh, We'll get into that game in 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 just a a minute, but let's talk about how the weekend unfolded and was this the right opponent for the Chiefs? It's the opponent they're going to get, but could have been the Bills or the Patriots. Is this the scariest of the three possible opponents?
2: The Texans? Yes. I I don't believe so. I I think the first time around in week six, consider this. The Chiefs lost, but they had Anthony Hitchens down. They had Chris Jones down. They had Eric Fisher down. Sammy Watkins was down. I think they were down five starters in that game. Tyreek Hill's return. um,
0: Played half the snaps.
2: Correct, but had the 46-yard touchdown there. I, I think, if anything, what we learned from this weekend was, and the Chiefs need to pay attention to this, Three of the four home teams lost. Uh, All home teams were favored, and they all lost. The Texans held because they were a three-point favorite, but they had to come from behind. But given what the Texans and the Chiefs, given their history and knowing what happened in week six because the Chiefs only lost by a touchdown, despite being down all those players, you have to like their chances here, but at the same time, you can't get too cocky or too confident with home field advantage because it just doesn't... It doesn't matter in the playoffs, you know. the Recent history shows that.
0: You know, the same thing happened in the wild card round last year. Three of the four teams, uh, road teams, won, and, 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 but in the division round, um, home, teams, home teams, teams held. Whole teams held. So that, that's sort of been the trend the last few years in, in the NFL playoffs. Wild card round favors road teams for whatever reason. Uh, divisional round seems to the home teams seem to, to do much better, but I don't know, man. Sean, Deshaun Watson. That's the quarterback. I I don't think the Chiefs wanted to see this week, uh, having really kind of ripped them in in Week Six. Now again, we'll talk we'll talk about more about this. All the players that were missing for the Chiefs in Week Six, but man, that play that Deshaun Watson made in, in overtime to set up the the winning score in the Bills game that was that was amazing play. Deshaun Watson, I think of, of all the quarterbacks left in the playoffs, not just in the in the AFC, Deshaun Watson is upper half at least.
3: Oh, I, yeah, and I, I disagree with Herbie. Like, I, I think it's by far the worst. The, the Chiefs should win. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, which is more than I would have expected. But I think it's the worst matchup of the three potential matchups because of the quarterback. And that, that play that he made, that, that's not a one-off. You know what I mean? Like, it, Deshaun Watson's got an album of greatest hits, and, and they happen on any down. They happen at any point in the field. Uh, you know, he's just different. I, I think, and I think I've said this on this fine podcast program, but, like, there's three elite quarterbacks in the AFC, and he's one of them. And, and I think if, if you have the choice between a guy who's who's chucking, you know, just Hail Mary passes to the fullback who's double covered and, and doing this bizarre pitch, whatever the <laughs> hell that was, from Josh Allen, yeah. if you have the choice of that, or a quarterback who has a track record unlike anything we've ever seen in the league, but also kind of stinks now and isn't surrounded by many playmakers either that or deshaun watson and plus i think jj watt um i don't know how close he is to 100 percent, but he's back and he he's got a playing sack. He yeah and yeah he, he made a difference they've got uh you know they got some guys on defense they got some safeties that are good it, it, it's a worthy opponent you know and, and the chiefs are gonna have to play well to beat them they should beat them you know it's, i'm not <laughs> they, they should beat them but they're gonna have to play well
0: and you're right sam It is a fine podcast program.
3: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing you're right about.
0: (laughs) What do you guys remember about the regular season game?
4: Well, I think all the guys missing, for one. Um, But what stands out to me about the Texans are they're Deshaun Watson. And then if you look deeper into the analytics, they're not really well-liked by a lot of these analytics guys outside of the quarterback. I I think football outsiders has them as, like, the 19th best team in the NFL this year with the quarterback. But that, that game on Saturday was, was kind of typical Texans, where the team wasn't impressive. Deshaun Watson was great in the second half. He's the only reason they won that game. And you've got a guy now that you're playing against that's capable of when everything breaks down, he can still make something happen. So that, that's what should scare the Chiefs. It was not
0: unlike the Chiefs' regular season game in that they fell behind big. It was 16 to nothing on Saturday against the Bills, 17-3 to to the Chiefs at Arrowhead back in October, and they stormed back in in both games. Going back to the game Saturday, I thought the Bills had a chance. They were settling for field goals and had a chance to, you know, put a kind of nail in the coffin of the game and and were unable to do that. And I I was totally impressed with Sean McDermott's game plan to get get them, you know, they were dominating the game. And at halftime, did did I hear that 62 total yards for the Texans at halftime was the lowest first half total or maybe one half total of total offense? For the texans with deshaun watson as the quarterback but again they they found a way and, and got it done and hats off to them and you know that 17-3 to lead that the chiefs had on with with mahomes at quarterback now he hurt his ankle in that game you remember or re-injured the ankle yeah. that he heard he had hurt you know in week one and then re-injured against the colts and but a couple of moments that stand out for me in that game were, were uh, Juan Thornhill got his first interception in that game. Remember late in the first half? End zone interception got, makes a great play. Got criticized for it. <clears throat> and got criticized, that's right. But then the Chiefs get the ball, turn around, and try to score with 30 seconds to go. Houston gets the strip sack and goes into the end zone. and change, I thought that flipped the momentum of the game. What, what else do you remember? For
1: sure. Cool. and Well, it's interesting because you think yeah. of that game in and, and, – that was the first game. They had the blip, what I thought was a blip the week before with the Colts. And I sort of thought they, okay, there's a bounce back right away here. And, and it really wasn't quite that. Part of it was the aggravated ankle. Part of it was that was really kind of a blunder of, of clock management, whatever, play management, just phil- philosophical management at the end of that half. But it, sort of to Sam McDowell's point earlier, too, I mean, I think, I think about we, we come away from that game with, completely different sets of information because that's how that game played out it was here but also it is really a much different Chiefs team by now between the injuries and also the way the defense has gelled since then so that was a streak then of four losses and six games it was a team that right then you thought this is not what it looks like it was going to be I, I, that's what I thought then and now I mean I, I do feel like it's the team it was it was uh, advertised as what we thought it would blossom into.
2: It was kind of like a wake-up call when you <clears throat> mentioned the defense. Remember that game, the Texans totaled 192 yards rushing and that game winning drive was basically Carlos Hyde's show. I mean, I can't even remember how many times he got the ball in that game winning drive, but they, they chewed up so much clock there and that that kind of like set the, set the table for the defense to say, it's time to wake up because, remember, those first six games, they were getting gouged against opponents um, on the, with the running game. And I think um, that turned things around. But, you know, back to Sam's point, even though he disagreed with me, you know, it's that's, that's cool. We, we still love you, Sam. I knew you were good. though. <laughs> great
3: that I can disagree with you.
2: But I think, like, Duke Johnson, you know, the thing, the thing that worries me going into this game is how they utilized Duke Johnson on that game-winning drive because
0: he was the guy.
2: If Duke, there's, John,
0: ooh, you talk Carlos High, Duke Johnson was the guy that got – he had like three straight carries mm-hmm. that totaled about 25 yards.
2: And if there's anything that, that the Chiefs, I still think they they still have difficulty covering is a, a running back out of the backfield. And so this is going to set up nicely. We'll, we'll see what happens here in my best Andy Reid's voice. We'll see. We'll get that to you. But I think like Vaje nailed it. This, this was a wake-up call for the defense, and then look at where they are now.
3: The, the one part about that game in week six that I think might be – just indicative of, of the challenge is the, the game-winning touchdown was Deshaun Watson basically one-on-one against Frank Clark. And, look, there, there were some guys, I think it was Derek Nottie, Uh Maybe I shouldn't say that. Put him on front street if I'm wrong. But there, there was some linemen that could have gotten over there a little bit better to help Frank. But um, still, that was the quarterback and and your star, you know, defensive, defensive guy, um, just one-on-one, and Deshaun Watson got in the end zone. I, it's just he's different. He's different. This, this, to me,
4: though, is, is what you spent your, all, your entire off-season knowing what teams were going to do to you in the playoffs. And, and Sam wrote about what, what Brett Veach emphasized this off-season this week, but you knew that teams were going to try and eat up the clock, and that's what the Texans came in here and did at Arrowhead Stadium. And you knew in the playoffs that, that was, was the, going to be an issue.
0: That was the 40-20 to 20 time of possession right. game.
4: And you knew that's what, what after what the Patriots did in the AFC Championship. You knew that was going to be everybody's game plan if they had to come into Arrowhead Stadium in January. So this is did it work, did what you did in the off season, going out and getting Tyron Matthew and, and, and Frank Clark to set the edge on the run. And now I think that's, that's what Terrell Suggs does yeah. well, probably best, is he still is able to set the edge. So you've got the guys to do it to, to prevent somebody from coming in here and, and beating you the way you got be, knocked out last year. Yeah. So um, that, that's, to, to me, is what kind of is the story of the game going in, I think.
0: All right, let's, uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll, we'll go down the individuals. Uh, Herbie mentioned them in the first part, of who did not play, who I think have a chance to make a difference in, on, on Sunday. We'll be right back.
4: If your steering wheel has more traction than your actual tires, that's a big oh no. Thankfully, For all your car's Big O' Knows, there's always a Big O' Yes. Now through February 2nd, buy three, get one free on select sets of four Aspen Touring AS or Mesa AP2 brand tires with paid installation purchase. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. Disposal fees extra and up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted regular retail price not to exceed $35 where permitted. See store for pricing. Eligibility may vary. Not valid with other offers at participating
3: locations, no cash value.
0: Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as
2: always, thanks for listening.
0: All right, Herbie, read read the list of inactives for that game.
2: Well, you had stammy Watkins, who was out with a hamstring injury. Dwayne O'Daniel, their special team stud, out with a hamstring injury. Anthony Hitchens was out with a groin injury. Eric Fisher, still recovering from the sports hernia surgery. Andrew Wiley, out with an ankle injury. And then the big one, Chris Jones, who was out with a groin injury.
0: All right, so pick a player of that group that you think can make the biggest difference in in Sunday's game.
3: Just real quick, that also doesn't include Terrell Suggs, for obvious reasons. Tyreek Hill playing half the snaps, Patrick Mahomes being hobbled. I mean, it is just – I'll give you another one, too. Different.
0: Mike Pinnell, who I yes. think has been a force. Yes. Mm-hmm. a Really, really solid player in that interior uh, rotation, yep. who I think has done a terrific job for the Chiefs. Wasn't with the Chiefs when this game was played. What
1: One other two, and maybe, maybe again Sam McDowell can speak better to this, but it was a week or so later that we kind of learned the extent of what Frank Clark was dealing with yeah. um, at That's that true. time. Now, I don't think that changes that one-on-one matchup with Deshaun. Right. But I do think it's a different Frank Clark.
4: It was the first game where I actually noticed that he had that brace on the, the shoulder area, which we later learned was a pinched nerve in his neck. So he was obviously playing with something that week. And, and Tyree Kill, too. You mentioned earlier, I mean, they had Tyree Kill in that game, but he only played half the snaps. And caught two touchdown
0: passes. <laughs> you Remember he had the one at the goal line that he you know. he powered in and then uh, a short one
1: and just as quick, well. Sorry, just quick side point on all this. I mean, this is – the benefit of the bye too, right? I mean, we're talking about injuries and such from way back then, but this was a team that I think had an inordinate amount of injuries through the season. And I'm not sure how many teams could have prospered more by the bye. I just on its surface anyway.
4: Yeah, and I think we also should mention the Texans were missing some guys too. Bradley Roby was yes. out early in that yes. game yes. and they exposed the Texans secondary after Roby. I mean, he's their top cornerback. Joseph Jonathan Joseph missed that game and I think his status is a little bit up in the air this week But if they've got two cornerbacks that they didn't have and in, in their last game And we just talked about what Tyreek Hill was able to do with yep. them The Texans are better than they were at that point too sure. and,
0: But you had 100% J.J. Watt in that game Yeah, that's true um, And of course he came back <clears throat> and, and played and got a sack in the um, you know against the Bills I don't have the the game by game starters in front of me but that may have been the peak injury game for for the Chiefs in terms of impact players not available for them because Anthony Hitchens we didn't talk we don't talk about him as a you know an all-pro or a pro Bowl guy he he led the team in tackles this year It was the one game that he missed
4: you don't want to miss your middle linebacker against Deshaun Watson Go ahead. But to disagree, uh, are we allowed to do that, are we? are allowed to disagree. He's established that. Any game you're missing, Patrick Mahomes is your worst injury game, I
0: think. Um, true, but they beat a playoff team without Patrick did. Mahomes, didn't they? A playoff team that's now in the divisional round of the, of the NFC. In so the, there, in the take that, Sam. <laughs> you like that, Sam?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that last
0: night when the Vikings beat yeah. uh, the Saints. That, dang, Matt Moore went in there and had a, had a really good game. It actually played well against the Packers too, but um, they survived that two and a half game stretch without uh, Patrick Mahomes. But Mahomes, I, I can't remember the play where he hurt his ankle or re-injured the ankle against the Texans.
3: Did, I, was it the fumble?
0: Was was it the sack, the strip sack, fumble? That's what's in my head, but I don't know if I'm making that up. Either way, the Chiefs' offense—I looked—if so they had the ball for like five minutes in the second half, it was yeah. ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. When when the uh, Texans went ahead. 31 to 24 what ended up being the final score the Chiefs got the ball back they were three and they went three and out I mean it was and, and then punted it back and never got the ball back the, that game ended with the Texans in victory formation I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember thinking at the time that boy the Chiefs are all banged up and and uh, they'll, they'll, They would beat this team, you know, seven out of ten times on a neutral field or something I just remember thinking at the time Chiefs may, may be in trouble. This, this team may not be what we thought it was going to be, especially the defense, especially the defense. Texans had 472 total yards in that game. That's the most by a Chiefs opponent this year. And I, I just, you know, the, all right, they lost to the Colts the previous week, and I, I thought, okay, there's their aberration loss, there's the one injuries. and But then the Texans came in and pulled, you know, rolled up those kind of numbers against the Chiefs. And it really could have been worse, too. I mean,
3: um, you know, Sam just mentioned the Thornhill interception um, in or near, near the, uh, the end zone. And then Charverius Ward had an interception one-on-one against DeAndre Hopkins in that game as well. Even, even if the Texans just get six points, just a field goal out of each of those drives when they're, when they're that close, then, <laughs> then that Deshaun Watson play at the end doesn't become the game winner. They've got it wrapped up long, long before that.
0: What's the impact of uh, Chris Jones returning or, or playing in this game where he didn't play in the first game?
4: I think that's the uh, the guys that that Herbie mentioned. That's going to be the biggest guy because that's a Texans weakness. Yep. Is they give up a lot of sacks. I think in the last two Didn't regular get sacked school, in that game. Deshaun <coughs> Watson right. wasn't sacked wasn't in his in that only game? was his only game not getting sacked. I think there Are were he only two, two this games. Year. Okay, yeah. um, he got sacked what seven times on Saturday against the Bills. I think nine times in the last two games of the regular season. So that's a weakness that the Chiefs, because of Frank Clark, like Vahe mentioned, was was still banged up. You didn't have Chris Jones at all. Those are your two best guys going after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You didn't have them at all. So to me, Chris Jones being available for this game of the guys that we listed there—that's that, that's the biggest one, I think.
1: Yeah. One one quick aside, just to go back to Patrick on that the play I, I just found uh, from something we posted at the time. It, it was a play he was he was almost almost kind of a jump pass. He was up in the air and exposed and got hit pretty hard. Leg came under him, but he also hit his head really hard into the oh, turf. Man. That's right. Which, I don't know how what the impact of that was, literally and figuratively, but, but that that was the play. So I think we can surmise that Patrick wasn't what he could be after that.
0: Wasn't the Broncos game next? It was. Yeah, it was weeks, four so, days later. Seven, so yep. they had four days to, to, get, yeah. to get ready for that game. And Mahomes was obviously hurt in that game. That was the quarterback sneak, injured his knee. But the Chiefs rebounded pretty well from that. Played maybe their best defensive game of the year. Wasn't
1: that the game? That didn't they have seven sacks? Eight, that eight game sacks after, by the defense eight.
0: and the ninth one, the Armani Watts sack mm-hmm. of the oh, player yeah. on the fake. That's punt. right. And that
1: was a week. That was four days after having no sacks against a team yeah. that gives them up. And there was Herbie mentioned this earlier, and I think that there was some kind of line in the sand, at least emotionally, that the defense was trying to draw on those couple of days. I remember that being a kind of a sad sack group after the after the Sunday game. It was really a. A point of pride, and we hear about that a lot, right? Sometimes these things take, and sometimes they don't. But that you could look at that as kind of the start of where the defense got it going a little bit. I mean, they gave up some points to the Packers and Vikings, but and had the real lapse against the Titans. But but something started to change then. And maybe it was some guys kind of filtering back, but also something about you know things just kind of clicking.
0: I want to say uh, riff on something that <clears throat> Sam McDowell said earlier too. As the Chiefs enter the postseason, we'll talk more about this on Thursday from Big O Tires uh, in Olathe. That <laughs> this weekend and the and, and the playoffs, postseason. This is why they made all the changes the Chiefs made, right? This this is why you know we're talking about what happened on in week six. I think that was all part of the get it right and adjustment and you know let's let's figure this thing out. But you don't fire Bob Sutton two days after the season. You don't. Basically get rid of all your defensive stars without this being the objective right this week And then the following week, and you know if, if you're a Chiefs fan the next the two weeks after that So we're we're at the doorstep of why all those changes were made the funny 20- okay. I
3: mean, Well, I mean just think about how different The outlook is like what we're talking about right now as opposed to what if it was last year's defense going against Deshaun Watson And, and what if it was last year's run defense, you know, like I mean the, the whole thing it's it's a wet paper bag to you know a defense that's been over the last half of the season. It's been one of the best defenses, one of the better defenses in the entire league. This is a whole thing right here, a hundred percent.
1: You used this number the other day, I think, and, and obviously the numbers have been outstanding in the last six games. Whatever, sixty-nine points, eleven points, whatever that number is. But even through the season, there are top ten defense in points allowed yeah. now, they cumulatively, which yeah. is one saying 16, something. Yeah. The twist on what Blair said and. I, I realize this was probably overstated at the time, but I think we all thought it to some degree what they were doing with that defense was always mindful of the Patriots, right, that that's mm-hmm. something that's got to be able to beat the Patriots. And, of course, now the Patriots are out of the equation for this this go-round, and uh, obviously they wanted the defense to be good for anybody, but it, it's just kind of a funny X thing in this.
0: How about the idea that that for the Chiefs to, to get to the Super Bowl, it's likely that they'll have to go through the two other quarterbacks that you named, Sam, that – and Deshaun Watson and, and then uh, um, Lamar Jackson with the Ravens somehow I think that this is the, this is the setup for the AFC for the foreseeable future. Doesn't it feel like it? Yeah, you know, we're at the doorstep of that.
3: I mean, these are the three quarterbacks. I mean, I think like, you know, there, there was a time where like Baker Mayfield, people thought that maybe he could he could challenge those those three, but uh um, nope. <laughs> sure, yeah. it, it looks like these guys have it on lock and I will say that you know, we can get into, like, who's the best of those three. But I think that Deshaun Watson is probably playing at a competitive disadvantage of sorts in that I think the, the sort of infrastructure that Lamar Jackson has and the infrastructure that Patrick Mahomes has is, is much better than what, you know, just from coaches, from just a full roster, all that stuff. I think he's, he's the, the worst of the three.
4: Yeah, the one thing that we haven't talked about that I think is going to be a factor in this game, especially when you looked at the three possible opponents, is they have the most significant coaching edge, I think, in this matchup than they would of either of the other two. You mentioned the game plan that McDermott Mm -hmm. had against the Texans. I mean, McDermott's led the Buffalo Bills to to the playoffs twice in three years. This last one with Josh Allen, we can debate – where he ranks in the in the echelon. But I don't think any of us have him in the upper half. He freaked out in that game, He did. Too. And they, they were still in that game, still had a chance to yeah. win, if not for a late penalty in overtime. And then, you know, obviously Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. So I, I think from a coaching standpoint, I didn't like what Bill O'Brien did game plan-wise in, in that game against the Bills. Obviously, he made some second-half adjustments that worked. But to me, Deshaun Watson carried those adjustments. I, I think they've got a, a coaching edge on Sunday that maybe yeah. – wouldn't be quite as exaggerated against the other opponents
0: he had a andy reid first half of the patriots in the afc title game half uh uh bill o'brien did. it was just what, what are you doing what did, nothing nothing's working so i'm glad we had this conversation today because we're saving our really good stuff for thursday in Olathe, we got to get out to Chiefs. It's not practice. There's a media opportunity, the first one of the week. We're going to bring you a lot of sound from Andy Reid and uh, and from Bill O'Brien on Tuesday, right? Is his conference call with uh, on Tuesday with uh, with reporters and then Chiefs players throughout the week. I hope you will listen each day on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. Thanks to Herbie, Sam, Sam, and Vahe. and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks, Blair. Links to Chiefs' stories can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and the Red Zone Extra app. Thanks to Derek Donovan and Randy Mason for producing today's show. And where you can leave a comment, a review, or rating, please do. Your comments and suggestions are greatly appreciated. We've got you covered with your Chiefs' coverage this week in print, online, during Thursday morning's Facebook Live at Big O Tires, and through, as Sam Mellinger likes to say, this fine podcast program called sports beat kc we'll be back on tuesday with another episode